Welcome to the Crazy Ike Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Teddy. No matter where you are, thanks for making this part of your day. Thanks for taking a listen. Follow me on social media at Crazy Ike Fan on Instagram and on X. Crazy Ike Fan Facebook page. What's up, Ike? Do this. Uh, hold on a second, because I got to crack open another uh, cold one for this podcast. Post-game pod here. Rarely get to do this. Uh, just had some free time. Family's out enjoying. It's a uh, holiday weekend here in the States. So family's out enjoying some festivities while I got some work to do and catching up on, um, you know, watching Ike. Oh, man. Um, not much to say. Uh, just glad they got the three points. But I have to say that's all... Um, thankful for I mean a lot of questions to be asked about this team I don't know I don't know what is going on with this defense obviously there's something that needs to be done uh I don't want to criticize Almeida but I will a little bit I get the rotation I get that we have to do a rotation we have to get players in there we have to give some players rest And some of you would be asking the same question that I was asking. Why do you need a rotation right before an international break? Well, I think just to get players some momentum, get them some game time, get them some some continuity, get another a few more players in there on the squad that um, could use some more playing time. I don't know. I think at this point. You were so desperate to get these three points because we we really, really needed to get a victory for fan morale, for morale all all over the place. I mean, I would have done the exact opposite. Now, Almeida knows more football, like I've said before, in his pinky that I'll ever know. So who am I to criticize Almeida? But these are just my thoughts and my observations. I think he should have started the best 11 out there. Put the game away. Tovolo's team that at this point were struggling. I mean, they barely were able to pick up a point in their first match against La Mia. They hands down lost to Panathinaikos in their last match, 3-0. In a match where, from what I heard, now I didn't personally watch it, but from what I heard, talking to my brother, other podcasts, Panathinaikos reporters, uh... Volos didn't even show up to the match. So this was a struggling Volos team. You weren't beating a team that, you know, was... You didn't... Listen, I get last week losing was a little bitter because we lost points to a newcomer in Pansaraikos. But as I said in the last couple of podcasts, Pansaraikos was playing decent football. They played Olympiacos very strong who rightfully so to this point in the season, even though it's, it's, it's the season's in its infancy, shows to be the strongest team right now. I don't want to, anyone to take my words out of context, but right now they show like they're the best team in the league right this second. Um, so, but to, you know, have such a bad showing against a team like Volos, and listen, it was not a bad showing. It's just a bad start. The defense just... Mukuri doesn't seem to like to be himself. The defense can't stop shooting itself in the foot. 
I mean, every single game. In the two Super League games that we've played, we've conceded in the first five minutes in both matches. In every match except for this midweek Champions League playoff fixture that we had, we've conceded a goal in the first half of each match. We've never led the entire season after what now? We're up to six matches altogether. We've never led. We've never been the first to score at all in all six of these matches. That's insane compared to a defense that was stingy last year. A defense that was second in the Super League by a, by barely a margin against Panathinaikos. I think the margin was like one or two goal difference with us and Panathinaikos over who had the best defense in the Super League last year. So I don't know what's going on, man. It, uh, like definitely, I, you know, it, the club has been talking about looking at a center back since – Last season ended, end of May, and there's no new center back. Zavella's left. We have Mitoglu on the bench. We don't have anyone besides Mitoglu. You cannot expect in September now with the gauntlet that is coming after the international break. We got Olympiacos, I think, in Philadelphia. We have Olympiacos in Philadelphia. Travel to England to play Brighton in the Europa League. And on the return, we have Panathinaikos and Lofotos in a massive derby. So two, two, two of the biggest derbies in the early season and then a European match in between it. Um, tough, tough place for your defense to be struggling. I mean, I really hope they can do something over this international break. But you can't expect with this back lineup of Rota, Mukudi, Vida, and Hadzisafi, to put it in Greek, it's, it, I mean, I don't even think they could get through those three games, especially at the way this defense has been playing. Um, hats off to the team, though, for battling back. I mean, you know, um, I just had someone... Uh, <laughs> Tweet at me. I'm going to call it tweeting, okay? It's what I'm used to. Um, <coughs> because I was watching the match on my phone, I wasn't able to bring up... I was doing some work stuff on the computer at the same time. So I wasn't able to go back and forth and give up live, live updates I'm on uh, the Crazy Ike fan accounts. So I didn't post anything. I posted something at halftime and it read along the lines of just, just posting a quick synopsis of what was going on in the match. And I mentioned something about the, the Mandalus red card. Now, you know, I get someone saying that it's a straight red and it's a red all day long, whatever, blah, blah, blah. My thing is, uh, it was fairly a quick red. And yeah, you can blame Mandalus, and I get it. Mandalus has done this time and time again to Ike. And especially, you know, you guys remember a few years ago, without Tromitos, he's done it a few times. And my frustration was that it was a little harsh. I Watching the replay, and of course, you don't see the replay over and over and over again. I don't think he went in it maliciously. I get the fact that he's a veteran professional player, that you're not supposed to raise your foot that high. I mean, am I wrong in saying this? Am I wrong in saying that it's a little harsh? 
that if his name is Fortunis or Unaidis, that it doesn't get a second look? Are you kidding me if you're telling me that if his name's Fortunis or pick a Panathinaikos Greek player? I can't think of anyone besides Unaidis right now, so that's who I'm picking on. Different positions, I know, but you're telling me that if this is Fortunis and Mandalos, you don't think there's probably maybe a at least like a 40% chance that Fortuny gets away with a yellow there? We know the way the, this league is called. I'm not saying that it's not a red card. I'm just saying maybe the referee should have taken a look at it. I don't know. That's the way I saw it. Everyone can have their difference in opinion. And I get the frustration that this is Mandalos. This person sounded like, tweeted at me, said, you know, it was, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, something along the lines of, that's a red all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. Respect, 100% respect your opinion, but I don't know. I, uh, I get that Mandela should have really not uh, put the team in that position, and it, um, it sucked. Already being 1-0 down, the team fought back. The team was able to score two nice goals off of a set pieces. Honestly, on the first set piece, I got scared that uh, they might have called an offensive foul on Janssen. I could have seen that happening. <coughs> the second goal, Steven Zuber, lovely free kick. Ike playing in the same, um, you know, same rhythm, as we say, same rhythm in the second half, really pushing to get a third goal back and forth. But then again, another defensive mistake. And uh, a former Ike player, again, he took advantage of the, the, the Mukudi mistake in the first half, uh, Delatic, and then um, he was able to put the ball away in the second half after Ike failed to clear the ball. Um, when the ball was uh, centered into the box and he scored a beautiful goal. Stankovic almost got his fingertips on it. Um, you know, and I thought it was going to stay 2-2. <laughs> and then we got lucky at the end, able to get a penalty, and Amnabot was able to put the ball in the back of the net. It, it really feels like today, especially, Ike got away with one. Ike and Almeida and the team in general got away with one. It, big ups to the team to battle back, to play with some heart, some dignity. I mean, I'm not disappointed at that, but I'm disappointed at this team's conceding goals, and we're not conceding goals by, by great opponents. I mean, look, there's no shame now that we're a few days removed from this. <coughs> Sorry, guys. To lose to uh, Antwerp, the, the Belgian double winners, the Belgian champions. Um, still a little bitter, but... You know, it it is what it is. There's no shame in, in losing to that to that team. But it's not like we're playing powerhouse teams. If we play like this, if we make defensive mistakes like this against Olympiacos and Panathinaikos, and especially Brighton coming up here in the next few weeks, uh, we're in for a long September, guys. Buckle up because it's going to be a long September. Um, I don't know. I just really hope after this international break we see a little bit of uh, – of a turnaround from this team. And maybe they can go after some free transfers now that their transfer window is closed. Really, who's going to be available? I, they can they can pull something out. I have faith in this team still. 
we just have to accept the fact that this team might not be on point, might not be as good as they were last year. I mean, I know that's some early criticism. We're in the, like I said, we're in the infancy of the season, but we have not seen good things, especially defensively and then and offensively. At times we've been stagnant. You can see that the team has really worked on set pieces. It's good to see them score off of two set pieces today. Actually, I mean, all really, because I guess a penalty would be considered a set piece. All three of these were were set pieces. All three goals. It was good to see the support of I could do this in Volos, of course, or travel in the Volos. Um good to have the crowd behind you. I don't know, guys. Like please get at me. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you think uh is going on with this team. Let me know what um I can't come up with an answer. I don't know. This just doesn't seem like the same team that it was last last season. I'm starting, you know, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Just a few weeks ago, it might seem completely hypocritical. A few weeks ago, we were just sitting here talking about how this team had so much depth, had so much talent on its bench. That was going to be a big plus for Ike. That was going to be, you know, that's Ike's huge weapon that they could throw out three or four players that can completely change the game towards the end of the game, especially when we go back to the the first leg against uh, Dinamo Zagreb in Croatia, something that helped out the team tremendously at the, at the end of the match, both legs actually, and in the second leg, um, it helped out tremendously. Defensively though, do we really have that? We know CDB is just... I don't know. We haven't seen him. But you can't sit there and go with those four, with your your four backs, per se, your your back lineup to be Rota, Vida, Mukudi, and Haji Safi all season long. I know uh, Muhammadi can get a, a, a game in here or there. I don't know. And like I said, I didn't agree completely with uh, the rotation that Almeida took today. The rotation that I think you should have put in your players. You should have put in your best players. Because you know you can, if you're, if you're, especially if you're able to play wide open. <coughs> if you're able to do that, then great. Take some of those players off so they could get some rest. Maybe he's concerned because some of these players like Pineda, Simonski, some of these international players that are going to be playing over the international break, uh, you know, maybe he's worried about them getting even more tired and trying to give them a break. Um, I don't know. I don't know what his thought process is. Or like I said before, at the beginning of this short podcast, maybe he's just trying to get that team that's going to be playing a lot in the league uh, to kind of do a, a rotation for between the league, Europe, and the Cup. I don't know. A lot of questions. Um, I'll be back, guys, uh, probably maybe not this week, maybe next week, leading up to the big derby after the international break against Olympiacos. I'm 90% sure that game's going to be in Philadelphia. So a big matchup coming up soon for Ike. And honestly... Today's three points saved Ike from not that we don't want them to win. Obviously, we're playing a derby. We want them to win. We want them to at least get something out of that game against Olympiacos. And 
for me, Ike needs to announce her presence back as being the defending champion against Olympiacos after the international break. I truly believe that we need that needs to be a statement game. That needs to be a statement game that no, we're not going anywhere. We're going to be a thorn in everyone's side. You want this championship? You're going to have to go through near Philadelphia. You're going to have to go through Ike. You're going to have to dethrone us. Um, because honestly, my whole script before we were able to get that third goal and get these three points was going to be the game against Olympiacos was going to be a do or die game for Ike because you would be, it would be massive, even though Ike still owe a game because of, uh, they still owe a game because of the first match at the beginning of the Super League season was postponed due to having to play Dinamo. I still feel like a lot, if they would have tied today, if it would have finished 2-2 and then going in, it would have been a do or die game against Olympiacos. Now, I don't think it is dire. I think it would be for great boost, both for morale, the team, the organization as a whole, to be able to pick up three points against Olympiacos, to win a big derby like that against what is now the league leaders for the time being, and to get some momentum going into playing our first European group match in a, in a while, in almost three years. Um, it'll be massive, especially where, and I'll talk more about it later on in, the, in future podcasts, Maybe I might do another podcast this week. I'll, th- I'll have to think about it again. Maybe I'll do like a European special where I just talk about what I think our chances are in Europe, which, <laughs> as I said the other day, if you guys listened, fate did not smile upon us when, uh, I mean, it does look more like a Champions League group than a Europa League group. Uh, very, very tough group with Marseille, Brighton, and... Um, and Ajax, very, very tough group for Ike. I'll break it more down. I've been trying to catch. Yesterday, I caught a little bit of Brighton's game. I'm going to try to catch a little bit of um, our other opponents. Maybe I'll go back and watch some replays over this week since it's going to be an international break. I don't know. We'll see, guys. I uh, hope you guys have a good week. Forza Ikeara. I'm glad the boys were able to pull it off and get the win today, even though it wasn't pretty. Let's hope they come back with better football, and I'll talk to you guys later.